side boys Told them 70 on the strip, I'm ready to die Cutting the traction, bed in the corner, bet I make shit glide Try to bring the drive, tell me he ain't know how he cha-cha slide I'll never lose sleep What is up guys? Today we've got part one and two with Braxton Argyle. Dylan and I figured we'd bring something out of the vault for you. This was recorded before the last selling season, so just wait until part two. Spoiler alert, we did get married. Huge shout out to Braxton and Tess, and welcome to Strike Nation. So, it's gotta rain a lot in Seattle, right? Not as much as you think in the summer. Really? Okay. That's what everybody says though. Yeah, I figure. Like here rain so much in Seattle but it, it does a little bit in April mm. but we usually get to market in May and out by August it affected maybe one or two days no way but in, in the in the fall and the winter in Seattle it's pouring but that's what everybody says it's, it's raining in Seattle how do you guys knock in that how many how many days does that affect but honestly it's really not bad I think uh Either this past summer or the summer before, I think it rained more in Utah than it did in Seattle that summer. So it's That's crazy. Wild. But people think that. Wow. It's I a mean, very common question. I just I just figured, I mean like I I'm surprised how much it rains in Maryland. Like because yeah. I had knocked well, I of course my first year I knocked in LA. Right. So it never rained. And then Minnesota, you get a you get a bunch of weather in Minnesota every once in a while and it'll rain and so that was like kinda new to me. And then Maryland's like it just rains a ton. But we just, I figured it was raining a lot in Seattle yeah. too. It does here and there, it sprinkles a lot of overcast mm. throughout the throughout the summer months, but April's really the only time that it starts. It's kind of pouring, but like I said, I haven't really been, I never really knocked in April. I knocked one week in April this past summer. So one yeah, week get out there early. Are you, are you, are you going to do September or are you going to do April this year? For me personally, yeah. August, end of August, I'm, I'm out. Okay. That's right. <laughs> so I'm going to. I, I'm gonna get there earlier, yeah. Because it's usually been, like I said, in our office, it's been May through August, and this summer was the first summer that we had any reps go early. So I knocked like one week in April, put up like 45 accounts, because I, I get to market, and I ask the other partners. Well, I'm not I'm not a partner yet at this time, and I'm like, who is Dylan Hogan? <laughs> like that's no like I should know that obviously because you're a beast but I'm like who I, I already knew Avery just because the previous summer right. in yeah, Cancun yeah. in Cancun so we kind of chopped it up and um, I was like who's Dylan Hogan he has 130k in rev when I get to market <laughs> he's like, like I'm so behind I'm, I'm so behind so Dylan you you motivated me well, so I, appreciate I can it. only thank you who is this guy he's a beast well, Why you, don't I know you guys? I mean, you and Zach and, and Avery and everybody else kept me going too. Yeah. Like, kept me pushing, and like, obviously, I couldn't even be complacent. Right. So. And I want to do the same this summer. Yeah. 100%. Be in contact with you guys all summer. Yeah. Push each other along. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thanks to you. But I, but I was like, who is Dylan Hogan? And he probably doesn't know me. I feel like a lot of people don't know me just because Seattle branch is kind of separate right. a little bit. Um, and I'm like, but he's gonna know me by the end of summer. Yeah, there we go. I'm glad, I'm glad we got to meet you. <laughs> same, same yacht at the owner's trip yeah. and everything. Well, that was a blast, dude. That was awesome. That was awesome to chop it up with you and your your girl. She's awesome. Yeah, appreciate so, that. You as well. That was, a, that was a fun time. Um, so we're okay. So you you play sports. I didn't I didn't know you played college baseball. Yeah. What other sports do you play? Uh, in high school it was football, baseball, basketball. Okay. So my whole life is sports, sports, sports. Pretty much a baseball family though. I come from. 
a town in Utah called Spanish Fork, and everybody in that city plays baseball. Our baseball high school team goes to the state tournament, state every championship year. every year, like powerhouse program in Utah. Um, and at the age of eight years old, it's baseball. It's competitive baseball, not just like Little League. It's going to Vegas, going to New traveling. York, going to Texas, like yeah. traveling all the time. So definitely sports, but my family's baseball family. My brothers both played college baseball. One of them's currently playing college baseball, and he sold for us. He sold for us. He's a rookie this summer. And my How other, did he do? He did amazing. Really? There you go. He did amazing. Yeah, for an 18-year-old kid. Um, yeah. yeah, he's coming out Jealous, dude. Um, but yeah, he, he pushed me more than both my brothers did, but the Liller one pushed me a lot because he kind of had a bad experience of getting cut from the high school team. When he's getting college offers, so he gets cut from the high school team. He says, "I'm like, you can either this can either fuel you or defeat you." I'm like, 100%. "Graduate early, come to the summer with me, and let's get to work. And then when when we're done with the summer, dude, we'll find you somewhere to go play." So he was cut like senior year. He was cut. He made it every year. Top three player on the team, like no question. Just kind of got got some bad luck and. Some things happened, but um, he came out branded. He did 190k in rev as an 18 year old. That's killer. Like any other rookie class, I think he would have been like a top 10 guy. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, it just gets harder and harder every year. Dude. <laughs> like my rookie year now, I'm like, I don't even know if I would have made top 10 rookie this year. <laughs> and so he kills it, which is an awesome story for him. Dude, that he, was he, he I pushed think, me. Go ahead. Um, he pushed me this summer and my other brother was playing D Division One at a school called Dixie State in St. George, Utah. And his season obviously merged into like May, so he didn't get out there till June. And then he came out in about two months and did like 90K. So in two months. Yeah. So I got two killer little brothers. That's awesome. Here, gonna be here in May. A great way to build a downline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't say it much because like all people always ask and it's, it's almost something that you, oh, you can relate to the like I relate to as well because with my little brother it's like I think that was one of the biggest reasons I had such a jump my second year is because my little brother was there it's like I can't oh, you, you have I can't brother, I, market you know, with you yeah 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 you just seen? met him dude he's, he's way taller than me and everything so he didn't okay. probably recognize well, that, that was your little brother yeah. here okay yeah yeah I didn't know that. but uh yeah you know what it's like to have a little no, brother out there it's, it's different you go drop your brother off in area like ah oh, he's so good man like I'm I'm worried about him having a good day while I'm on the doors too at the first and then you got the hang of it and yeah. Well, but in my head, it's just like it gives you the you know added pressure that you know people will let the do we do like you yeah. know that they're good at, at least. But. Exactly. Yeah, because that's definitely what I'm looking forward to. My younger brother's coming out this okay. upcoming year, so yeah. I can't wait to see what he does on the exactly, doors. Exactly, dude. It's awesome. And like with you know coming from this huge sport background, do you think that helped shape you know your mentality? Like obviously grinding, oh, you yeah. know, from eight, you know, to eighteen. Exactly. Like, like you guys know, like. We're a team, like you with your office and the whole company. Like we're we're a big team, and I think I, I just I got that from just being so competitive in sports, which I think that's what has driven me to produce high numbers and whatnot. Just because I have that that mentality, of, I, I don't want to be last. I don't. Wanna, I, I, I want to be that guy for sure. One hundred percent. So, we'll we'll get into what you were doing before uh, door to door, just because it's it's some stuff I like as well, but. How did you start and um, like who, who got you, who recruited you and got you connected? Um, so Chris Cook, okay. he's, I think it's year seven for him. He's a partner in Seattle. 
he's also from the same city I'm from, went to high school with him, and he kind of recruited me, Bunch told me about it, and I was also friends with his little brother, so they kind of both, him and his little brother, he, his little brother's not in the company anymore, but they both, they both recruited me, and I was kind of doing my own thing, and thought I, why would I come do that summer sales stuff, like, <laughs> I'm making my own money, right. I got a good thing going here, like, For I'm sure. not doing that, and in Utah, the stigma is really bad, kind of, oh, like, yeah. summer sales culture, it's like, Summer sales, bro. Like I'm not, I'm not that guy. Never mind. But obviously, look at me now. And, <laughs> and, this now. <laughs> and this was after college, right? You know, so. Um, this is so I was still in college my rookie year, my senior year of college, when I was done playing sports. I was just finishing my last two semesters. Is was my rookie year, so I came back after my rookie year and had one more semester. Gotcha. Um. So tell tell us more about what you were doing before EcoShield. Okay. So I'll just I'll backtrack a little bit. Yeah. So sure. I graduate high school, go play college baseball, and somewhere along the way, I got, I love baseball so much. I loved other sports too, but I love baseball so much. And along that way, when I was playing college baseball, I found myself gravitating towards sneakers. Okay. Um, I was around all the Hoopers at the College of that College of Southern Idaho in Twin Falls. Okay, I was gonna ask where you were. Yeah. Okay. So I was at a JUCO in Twin Falls, not too far from Utah. Um, and I found myself like in the dorms, just hanging out with all the basketball players more than the baseball players, because <laughs> they were into the same interests. Yeah, they had the same. No. Not that not that I don't have boys that were playing at, at uh, the baseball team as well, but I just found myself hanging out with with uh, they were like. Sneakerheads. Because sneaker and basketball just right. goes and, together. And, I, and yeah. I collected sneakers a little bit before, but it was more so like I didn't really understand the process how to get them. I, I got a few, but nothing nothing crazy. And then I like they were just coming to the dorms with sneakers and sneakers and sneakers, and they all have like thirty pairs in their dorms. And I'm like, how'd you get those? Like, how how much for that pair? Like, and it just got me so engaged in sneakers, where I was. Rather than going hitting after practice and putting in the extra time, I was on my laptop trying to buy sneakers, going to the mall, check if any pairs were left. So like, kind of along the way, I lost the love for baseball and like my my interest turned into like the entrepreneur guy. But and then I I leave I transfer after that year to school in Bakersfield, California, and baseball was great, but. I, I got sneakers even more, and I was making more money while in college, taking classes, going to practice, and reselling sneakers, and it even got me engaged more into the sneakers, where I was like, after this year, I don't even want to go to a D1 after this, I just yeah. want to call it, like, I want to just take this sneaker thing serious. So how many how many years were you doing the sneaker stuff before you started Eco Show? So I'm trying to do math in my head, but what, yeah. Um... So I really got into the sneaker thing when I was, like I said, 18. Yeah. So okay. like my senior year of high school is when I kind of got the, the interest in it. And then two years in college, which puts me at 20. Yeah. And then I didn't, my rookie year was 24. Okay. So I had a well-oiled machine of my wow. business by age, by, by for me being done with baseball to me just finishing my degree back at university, uh, UVU, Utah Valley University in Orem, Utah. Or I was kind of just finishing up my last two years. Okay. Okay. And running that business. Is it, and it's all online for you at the moment. It's all online. Um, it started out as me collecting sneakers, 
to me trying to get as many pairs as I can on that drop to pay for my personal pair, just so it would pay for my pair because I didn't have money. So you might college, just get I'm a broke college kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was just doing anything to, to pay for my pair, and which turned into I'm, I'm making good money a little bit on the side and paying for my pairs to like, do I really need every sneaker? Like, I can only put one pair on my foot at a time, and I had a collection of 100 pairs. Oh, at the time. At like, the time, it was just adding up, adding up. Every $200 I got was sneakers, sneakers, sneakers. And then I was, I was like, I don't need this pair. Sell, 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 sell. And now, then I got, you know, 10, five, 10 grand. And as a college kid, not having money, oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Which just trickled to me not keeping many personal sneakers and being like, hey, let's, let's take this more serious. Mm -hmm. I, can yeah. make, I can make some real money out of this. Because I think every guy has that moment in their life where they start getting some cash and yeah. they're like, yeah, I kind of like this a little bit. I'm exactly. like, mom or dad. I'm, exactly. I'm going in. And I'm like going to school and I'm just not listening to the teacher, just reselling sneakers. Well, you were making more money than they were. <laughs> I mean, than they are. But. But I, I, yeah, I was making great money. And then I was going to school for business. And then I'm like, wait, I'm already doing a business. And I'm like, I don't even want to do school anymore. And my dad's like, no, you're going you're gonna to finish. Yeah. You're going to finish because I, I was already halfway through. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to finish what I started. Yeah, there you go. So as far as just for you in the summer, um, do you have a set morning routine that you follow? Uh, do you, are you are you pretty pretty robotic during the summer with what you do every day before you're getting on the doors and everything? Yeah, I think you have to be. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think you can, your Monday, I can't be different than your Wednesday. Um, my morning routine in the summer months is hit the gym first thing in the morning. I wake up like at seven o'clock in the morning, hit the gym, uh, get back to the apartment, eat. I'm not a big breakfast guy at all. Like maybe a granola bar or protein shake and that's it. Um, and then straight to the office. I want to be the first one to the office for the trainings and whatnot. And then obviously meeting, get out to area. I'm not going to slack. I'm not going to go sit in my car, go get breakfast, right. whatnot. I'm, I'm on the doors as soon as I can be, and I take very few lunches, and I'm on the doors until eight to nine o'clock, minimum eight, but try, I'm usually on the doors till like 8.30. Yeah. It feels dark. Yeah, dark. That's, that's how we are. But East Coast gets dark early, so we yeah. get dark not till. Exactly, you guys are like asleep by the time I'm knocking my last door. See, that's yeah, what I was crazy. Crazy. Like, we're on a whole other side yeah, of the coast. Like, everybody's posting the numbers, like, Top five for the day. It's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not, I'm done, not done, Gaines. I'm not done. That's so there's there a few, there's a bunch of those moments where, dang, I was actually top five that day, but oh well, that doesn't matter. Yeah. But my mentality was, and I would preach to my guys, is I'll eat in September. Like, you're not going to take a lunch? Fine. No, I'll eat in September. We're out here for four months. Like, let's go do it. 100%. I like that. So I think that, I, that was kind of my motto. I was like, we'll eat, we'll eat in September. Which my guys gravitated towards that, and if if you need a lunch, like I totally understand, just make it short. But time off the doors is. Oh, dude, it, it definitely gravitated, gra gravitated towards my reps too. Like, I had reps making fun of other reps that took lunches. Yeah. Because like, I just I didn't, and I'm the same way as you. Once the meeting's over, like, I'm basically running to the car. Like it's right. time to go. Exactly. Know? Like I can already see you guys have. Like I wake up in the morning, I refresh the app. 
and all Wait, the East Coast guys are on the board already. Yeah, so I'm like, I got a late start, and it's like, it's motivating. Oh, for that, sure. that's, that is what I love about being in Seattle. It's like, I'm the last one on the door, and the last one off the door. That's wild to think about. So, like, you're working out, and we're making deals. Yes. Which is like, you probably didn't even think about that, right? That's, <laughs> that's wild. True. I feel like I want to knock until like 11.30 <laughs> now. I'm like, it's going to be dark. Exactly. Got a flashlight at the door. <laughs> So just in general, like we, we won't put a number on it, but you were obviously making a lot of money doing sneakers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, wait to go back on that last thing, sorry. Um, when I was a top 10 rookie, we were like communicating with all the guys, like, what do you do? Like we're all here, like we're all the best rookie class here. All 10 of us were the best this year. And all of them were like, you don't, you take lunches? Like yeah, hour every day. And they're like, how? And I was like, I don't know. But I went out my first summer blind. Like I didn't. Oh yeah. I didn't even do it one training before. I was the same way. So yeah, I feel like a lot of the guys are like that. But and then okay, like if I these other guys are doing these numbers because they're probably put more time on the doors. And then my second summer, smaller lunches. To my third summer, taking as few lunches as I possibly could. Well, it, once you're once you're good at what we do, it becomes a time thing. Yeah. It's like it's costing you money. It is. It really is. Um, and like one one thing I'll, I'll say about that too is like with, with both of you guys obviously hitting partner, you're building teams. You know, being the youngest guy here, like in regards to the industry, I do think you see that your guys gravitate under your leadership. For sure. You know, when both of y'all are dogs, when, you know, y'all putting up crazy accounts, it forces the guys under you to Absolutely. see that it's possible. And if and if you aren't doing that, and how do you, how can you expect your guys to do that? You got to lead from you the can't. front. You can't. I mean, you just can't. I can't ask for anything out of my guys if I'm not putting in the work. So I wanted to, them to see that I was the first one out of the apartment. And I wanted to see when they got home at 8 p.m. that I was pulling in at 9 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Or 10 o'clock sometimes. So I really wanted them to see that. Trey, Trey rode, a lot, rode out with me a lot this summer. And we were normally the last ones back at our apartment. Yeah, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, you have to be. But that just that. shows. That sure. you did 550k in rev, and it, well, it wasn't by accident. No, 100. And I mean, what did your team do this year? Revenue total. My personal team, mm -hmm. 2.5. Yeah, you guys crushed. I mean, it's awesome. What um, what are you projecting? What are your goals for this next year for your team? For your statistic standpoint. I mean, my overall goal is I want every guy that comes out and works for. Seattle, whether in my downline or not, to have an A1 experience. Yeah. I want them to have the best experience possible. Obviously, make the most amount of money, but that's not really the goal. I just want them to have the best experience they possibly can. And if I'm leading from the top, if I'm leading from the front, I feel like they can have that, that experience. For sure. Um, and it, this can become a long-term thing if, if you want it to. It can become a one-year thing if you want it to. Whether you make 10 grand or 100 grand or whatever like it's going to change you forever and it's going to it's going to catapult you yeah for sure whether you want to do it for one year or not i i can't think of a i can't think of one guy that finished the summer with us like because i have i you know i had some of my closest friends come out with us it's just like whether you're coming back out with us or not like he's in a position now doing a job now that he would much rather be doing than a nine to five behind a desk and a cubicle exactly. type of thing, you know, or working behind a computer all day from nine to five or however it is, you know, yeah. for those people. So, 
and a lot that's good for a lot of people and that's awesome if they want to do that and this job can it will it will catapult you to the next stage of your life mm -hmm. it'll make you a better yeah like i saw like all my guys were young like my team's pretty young like yeah 18 to 21 year olds like the average age of yeah. all my guys and just to see them grow from start start of the summer to the end it was like that was that was like worth way more than top 10 overall making the amount of money like just seeing all those kids grow mm, what, like, motivates me a lot a lot it's crazy for me personally a lot of my goals have changed just from uh like personal goals to uh <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of my goals have changed from like personal goals to like I want my reps to do this or my reps to average this and like I, I perceive what my team does as you know me kind of like you know but it's funny um in in our book club this month we're reading extreme ownership so I think that's a good example of that it's just how, how your goals can change you know yeah. once you once you're in the system and you've you know quote unquote made your money or whatever it just becomes about it's just about way more so yeah. I, I couldn't agree more and, and I love how you put it because you said, you know, most of the guys you brought out 18 to 21, you know, you're in Utah, obviously, so people understand the door-to-door -door industry. Us being from Arkansas, people, like, door-to-door -door isn't really a thing. Right. So, like, if you're, if you were an 18-year-old, you know, you're just, you know, you run across this podcast, like, what would you have wanted to hear when you were 18, you know, on the grind? Just, just about this, you know, job opportunity. Right. It's honestly very, very low risk, very, very high reward. If it's something like that's even think like you're servicing in your mind, or you've heard about doing, or you've you've heard of guys having success, like why not go try it? Why not? What's the worst thing that could happen? Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't you go like it, you go home. You yeah. go, you you end up not liking it. You go home, like big whoop, maybe. You lose some money paying rent or whatever it is, but or you tech force and you make <laughs> more than the, and you make more than the average hourly worker. Exactly, honestly. there's that like, option too. Our techs make a lot of money. Exactly, so just why not? So but in, in Utah, it's super duper competitive. Um, like you said, I don't, it's not that competitive in part. Like, no. You're more convincing people like this is a real this is a real thing. Sure, that's that's us. They're for like, sure. what you guys are going knocking on pass control? You're making this not money. I didn't even know door to door was an industry. Right. And everybody in Utah knows the gig. Everybody's been recruited by five different companies. You got us, you got Aptiv, you got Vivint, you got Grit, you got everybody. Moxie, you got Solar. You got every solar companies <laughs> left and right popping up every day. So everybody knows the industry. It's just more convincing than like why Eco Shield. And that, that makes sense on why you, you know, one of your goals is, you know, giving your guys a good experience because it becomes way more about relationships that you make at that point. Definitely. It used to be about my personal earnings and whatnot. For sure. But this summer, yeah, I hit partnership. That was awesome. Yeah, I made top 10 overall. That was awesome. But it was about the guys. And, like, they pushed me way more than they even know. Like, well, they, they thought I was pushing them. Crush too. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. Exactly. And they don't, they, I don't even know if they realize, like, they pushed me so much. Like, you're mm -hmm. seeing, like, look what I built in just a short amount of time. I owe it to them to go grind and show them. This is what it takes to get here. Just seeing all these, all these youngsters just grow, grind, and just want to thrive. It's just awesome. Do you think that is what separates EcoShield? Like, obviously, we, we have a ton of killers. Everybody, you know, is working hard, competing with themselves. But you know, all of the 
companies say that they're the best this or the right. best that. So, so what do you think really does set Ego Shield apart? To me, it was just, like I, like I said, I got recruited a lot. I sat in a lot of recruiting meetings. I got offered a lot more percentage than EcoShield offered me, but I still picked EcoShield just because I walked in day one, Chris, Tyler, Bo, I just felt something different from them. And I think that's just them being around the culture of EcoShield. They gave me that experience. Like there was no fluff. There was like, they, they really cared about my, what was my, my, what was best for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than I could see all these guys were just trying to make a buck off me. So, and then like the long-term play in EcoShield is there if you want it. Like, I don't think it's for everybody, but it can be, mm-hmm. like I said earlier. Um, but it's, it's just more sustainable for me where other companies were trying to keep me in like a manager position and there's, I didn't see like room for growth, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I, I see the vision, I see the vision for growth in EcoShield. Yeah. And being such a competitor, I'm sure you were like, there's, there's no way I just want to come in and be stuck. Yeah, exactly. Like I come in and I'm like, well, Chris, I've, I know you for, I know you forever. I know this is a good thing going for you and you're making tons of money. So like, I, like day one, it was like, well, how do I get to where you are? Right. It wasn't like, how much money I, like, okay, I think that back. I came out for the, the 30K. Right. So I was, it was solely for like, I, I did feel something different from them. But after my first year, I was just like, bought it. Like, always going to the office, mm-hmm. being like, so what does it take for me to grow? What does it take for me, take for me to become manager? What, what we have the answer, we actually partner. have answers for that. Yeah, you know, exactly. I just didn't feel that from you ask a lot of other guys where you know how to keep going up and they don't they don't really have an answer for it so and you probably hear a lot you're like well you're an owner like how you own your own pest control company (laughs) well yeah it's like well you're you mean a regional you mean a manager like no like i'm a partner in this and it's real Mm. and the growth is crazy yeah and it's uh something compounds year after year a lot of, lot of uh, other people yeah. are in that position. So, so kind of, kind of playing off of that, where do you, um, where do you see yourself in five years, and how do you plan on getting there? How do you think you Eco Shield will play in you getting there? Um, five years. Um, I can see, as far as like statistic standpoint, like obviously I want my team to grow. Five years, I want to have a twenty-five million dollar team. I don't personally care if it's in one office or ten. I don't think that matters as much as a lot of kids play into it, but I mean, whatever makes sense. Like I have Doug, Greg, games to guide me. Right. Um, but as far as, as far as numbers, I want the, the sky's the limit. Yeah. As far yeah, as for sure. money, recruiting, having a hundred plus guys. Um, but I just want to be financially free. Mm-hmm. And I think this job sets that up perfectly for my family to come wife to come just my, my my future yeah for sure and like during the off season you know and how are you splitting your day be- between recruiting the guys you currently have you know keeping up with them and, and then also training you know you have so much going on now it's right. not just you going out and knocking doors right you know? now it's it's the day i get home i'm a partner now and it's i mean the summer before i was super duper invested but this year was it's been a little different where I'm in the office every day. It's hit the gym in the morning, go ship out whatever shoes need to be shipped out, and then it's straight to the Eco Shield office from 
11 to noon, 11 noon to 5 p.m. And then it's time to switch the gears and put work for aside for a little for the night Definitely. and focus on my girlfriend and friend and all just kind of letting loose. For sure. That's how I do things is grind during the day and then come back and focus on. I'm the same way. I, I try to, I try to, yeah, how do you, especially during the off season, I, I'm, I'm, your schedule sounds pretty similar to mine. Like I, I, I go to the gym first thing um, in the morning and I'm, I like how you go to the gym during the summer. I don't. Yeah. Um, I think that's what took me to the next level, like year by year from doing 200K to 380K to 525K every year. It's just like I have the system just down. It's like, yeah, this is what I do every day. Mm-hmm. Whether it's it's uh, if I'm in Seattle or if I'm in Utah, whether it's summer months or off season, I'm still I ain't missing the gym. Mm-hmm. That's just the thing I've always done though. Yeah, that's good. Before it was for sure. But no, I'm I'm similar to you, especially during the off season. I'll I wake up, um, I'm done with the gym and and everything outside of work that I need to do before you know by eleven or so, mm-hmm. and then I'm basically on calls till five or uh, sending out paperwork or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever, know exactly. whatever needs to be done, answering texts. It's crazy how much like me just like texting, um, how much texting I have to do, but, um, and then it's, after that it's, yeah. And then I, I'm done at five unless there's a, the same way. a schedule. Unless there's a training, like every Thursday night, yeah, we exactly. have a group training, same, same thing, six to eight. And I'll, I'll take the guys to top golf, you know, you know, a couple times a month or whatever, but it's, yeah. It's uh like as far as like on calls working, sitting there just on the phone texting, I tr- I'm I'm trying to be done by five, exactly. especially during off season. So yeah. yeah. In the office is just recruiting, training, building the team, mm-hmm. building the culture. Um, I'm still trying to I'm still doing the sneaker thing on the side too. Yeah. So no, it hasn't stopped. Keep that up. It hasn't stopped completely. It's just winding down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, figuring out ways to do it at a better scale for me, so EcoShield can be my first priority, and then still make some, another source of income on the side, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, wear cool shoes, so. <laughs> how, how many sneakers do you have, you know, in the vault right now? In inventory or personal? Both. Personal, I probably have like 100 pairs, which I need to get that down. I need to get that down to 25, <laughs> but it's hard, it's hard. Um, in the vault, as far as inventory, Fifteen hundred pairs. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, yeah, it's a lot. Real deal. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. But I'm trying to unload some of that before the summer. Um, what would you? And we kind of touched on with your your five year thing. You kind of you kind of dabbled in it a little bit. But uh, what would you say your why is? You know, and what what really drives you? What drives me is, is the big thing is the financial freedom part. Is I'm here for four months. Mm-hmm. And this is what I this is what I do. I'm totally bought in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna grind for the four months so I can have that freedom in the off season. I mean, now it's not as much freedom as it was before being a partner. You know, now it's it doesn't really stop. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can I can you two we can go do whatever we need to do every day. For you know, sure. we don't have to answer to anybody else. Yeah. And if something pops up and you need, if you want to go on a trip next week, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, so the financial freedom thing is huge, and then. Um, my family, my girlfriend, they, they drive me. Yeah. They, they drive me and I see that, that future of what I want down the road. 
and I'm just trying to build that now. 100%. One brick at a time. One brick at a time. One brick at a time. One, one thing I, I will say, and I know people would be mad at me if I didn't ask. I mean, you, you always talk to killers, you know, on the doors, and everybody always says there's no secret sauce. You know, D- Dylan told me that all summer. You, you, you said that a little bit earlier. First thing I walked in and said. You know? So I'm like, but, but, but talk about sales. Talk about the doors, and, and what do you think what makes you, you good? improved on? Yeah. yeah. Like I said, there's no secret sauce. I think we're all saying similar intros. You know, closes. I mean, we've all been taught the same the same way for the most part. Um, but what has made me turn? I, I think there's a lot of room to grow too. I, I don't think I'm like the best at all. There's guys doing way more than me, so there's still room to grow. But um, qualifying buyers is, I feel like, is what's my secret, not secret sauce, but what I've gotten really good at. I'm not wasting time with someone who's not gonna buy. I can I can tell if they're gonna buy really really quick. Um, so I feel like I've gotten better at that every single year and as well as like time is not on your side so the more time you can put on the doors equal more sales I mean if you, if you just take off one day that's potentially like six sales that okay. adds up that's yeah. a couple grand every day so like I tell my guys and they're like, I'm gonna go home for these two weekends I'm like would you would you go home for a would you give me two grand to go home for these two days? Well, no. I'm like, well, that's what you're giving up. Yeah, for you're sure. making some of these guys making a grand a day on average, but they don't they don't look at it in that perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I tell I tell my guys that all the time is, you know, you got to stop looking at it as I got to finish the summer. It needs to be more of a mindset of I have to take advantage of the time I'm here. Like you're saying, and that that was one of the huge thing for me my second year as well. It's just. Like I had a full perspective of how everything worked and it was like, okay, well, and, and in my head, I was planning on selling in Minnesota too. It's like, I can't knock here for 12 months. Like I, you know, yeah. it's, it's only, there's not only going to be and guys, grass guys for a little don't bit. understand that. I feel like they're here super well, but when they come back, when, when you're a vet, you kind of understand like these days are valuable. I only got a certain amount of time to be here. Yeah. Like the guy, the reason that guys can be in the top 10 is because they sacrifice their summer. They're, they're on the doors all day they aren't missing days they're not taking vacations and do you think it's important you know obviously the preparation before the summer like putting in your body work like like you work out you know we all work out so obviously you know presenting the image but also doing a lot to prepare yourself for the doors yeah i think that that's huge just staying healthy and jay said healthy healthy body healthy mind but yeah like Taking staying fit, it only it only can benefit you, um, as well as what was what was the other part of that question? Sorry, I, just really just doing a lot to prepare for the doors. You know, from obviously you said from Training. year one to year two, but yeah, even for rookies, what what would you say? What what can prepare you? Yeah, training. I mean, my rookies this summer we ran the numbers and the ones who trained I think it was like five or six times with us made about ten thousand dollars more than the guys who didn't. So we ran that statistic. And we had our, are these like group trainings or just like? It's um, one-on-ones, really? group training. So I, I want all my guys to do as many one-on-ones and come to the Thursday night group trainings. And it's it, crazy it how, how so like- 10K, 10K just, was the difference. Just one training. Yeah, cause that's like five hours, yeah, you I'm know, like, that they spent. Yeah, the guys that put in seven hours before they came out in the summer made 10,000 more than the guys who didn't put any effort in. Yeah, that's crazy. So 
we're just trying to ingrain that into these guys' heads that the more, the better you can be, more well oiled you can be by the time you get to Seattle, it's gonna show. The learning curve it takes some longer than others, so want to get ahead of it. Definitely. So you've kind of hit on you know hair family means a lot to you and everything like that. Um, if you could say you know kind of narrow down to one person that's either been a mentor or just leader in your life that's kind of um, you know helped you establish who you are or who would you narrow that down to be? No question my dad. He's been an awesome example from day one. Always been there, always given me every need, everything I need to succeed and been that, been that guy that I can come to for anything, no matter what it is. I can go to him and he won't judge me or make me feel any type of way. He'll be there to get me through it. Um, so for my whole life, it's been my dad. Yeah. From day one, my dad. I love my mom, too. <laughs> Everybody loves my mom. Oh, you love your dad more than me? No. I love my mom, too. She's in there. She's awesome. But my dad's that guy. What do you think? And your answer might As well be... as my girlfriend now. There you go. But it's only been a few years. But I personally think that she's made me become... Well, she's awesome. I met. I got to meet her, too. She's awesome. She's well. awesome. And... She knocked with me my second summer. We started dating after my rookie year. Mm -hmm. She came out, which that's not an easy thing to do when you're, when you're driving your girlfriend out. And so my girlfriend had to knock on my hours, which are a lot more severe than, a lot more crucial than other guys. I'm not gonna, I'm picking her up at nine o'clock sometimes. So really bad. <laughs> taking no lunches sometimes. Sorry, babe, no lunch today. I'm on a, I'm on a roll. I'm on, I gotta go. <laughs> so that, that was really tough, but that taught me a lot that summer. Go with her and she crushed it. Did like. 150k in rev. That's awesome. That's she she was awesome, yeah. but definitely she's been that person now for me that I can go to her for anything. And she's she's so much harder than me, so I can go to her with advice, and she gives me just as good advice as my dad. And her doing it, I'm sure, helped too, because like she come home. Oh, it's huge. You know, she's like, oh, she takes you at, at two. She's like, what are you doing? Exactly. That's what I. That's what I tell a lot of people is, I was able to do what I did this summer. Some credit to her because I don't, I'm sure your girlfriend's awesome, but I, a lot of my guys' girlfriends are FaceTiming them another day. They kind of don't understand because you don't really understand it unless you do it. For sure. Yeah. Like you couldn't, and like some girlfriends are like, you can't answer your phone. Like, come on. And I'm like, no. Like, once the day starts, I'm not texting anybody that whole day. So she got that this summer and she wasn't in Seattle. She was going to college at BYU and Provo. Um, so she knew the. She knew the schedule, so I would FaceTime her on my way home and text her in the morning, but she, she kind of knew the, the schedule, so that made things so much more smooth mm -hmm. with our communication that she just, she's already been there. She'd done it the summer before. Um, one and done for her. <laughs> a great, a great made, one, though. A, a great one and done. Um, but yeah, that, that was, it was really fun, but it was really hard. Yeah, have her out there too. But for sure, it was awesome. You, the main thing is you just got to you have, you have to have a, a good expectation going in. You know, you can't just kind of go in blind. And, exactly. So. If you don't have support from your significant other, it's hard to it's hard to be at the top in this job. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So. Um. So your answer to this question might be different than if you asked us. But what would you say the biggest misconception of the door door industry is? Let me hear yours first. <laughs> no, I'll go first. I'll go first. I think I know what you guys are going to say. So the biggest misconception about this job is, in Utah at least, it's just like, 
it's a summer job. It's not a real job. Like, yeah, if that's what it it will be a summer job if you go into it as just being a summer job. But if you buy in, this can be a career. Um, so a lot of guys get that misconception in Utah. I'm sure in other parts as well. But this is a career path if if you want it to be. And there's tons of money to be made, and the the, the roads already paved. Like yes. guys have been doing it for years. Yeah. Like it's not something new. Yeah, no. Because that's what I'm thinking about. I remember talking to Jay once. He was like, "Yeah, guys were putting up a thousand accounts when you were in diapers." Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. So, so it's like bugs have been around. Yeah, you know, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, my my answer would have been different, by the way. What would have been? What What would your answer been? There's no way you're making forty grand. I mean, you're you're having that. to convince kids. It's real. That it's real. And then you have to convince them that it's not Cutco. Right. I mean, straight up. I mean, it's not pyramid scheme. Like, is it a pyramid? Multi-level? How, exactly. like, how much do you pay to be part of the company? It's like, you're a salesman. Like, exactly. If you make a sale, you get a commission. It's really simple. I, I wish it was that way in Utah. <laughs> that I just had to convince guys it was real. No. no I, they, I, everybody in Utah knows it's real. Um, it's more so just like, why, why would I pick you guys over these other... 50, 100, well, they 100 said, companies. They said they, they, said they, they give me extra percentage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So super, super competitive, but we're doing it. We're growing. Got to keep going. All right. So I have, I have two bonus questions. You said you're a movie guy. What's your, uh, if you can say one movie, give us one. But if you have to do like two or three, that's fine. That's a tough one. Um, favorite movie of all time. Honestly, Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Probably one of my favorite movies of okay. all time. It's a comedy. Um, I probably have a few though. Hardball. You've ever seen that one? <laughs> it's a good one, yeah. It's really good. Uh, I like sports movies. I like Glory Road. Mm-hmm. A couple uh, motivating sports movies like that. Coach Carter. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I probably don't have a favorite. Coach Carter. But I, but I, I always think I of like The movies. Rookie. Yeah, The Rookie. There's so many movies, man. I couldn't even put one, but all time that was just like I could watch it like no matter how many times I've seen it if it's on TV I'm gonna watch it it's like Dumb and Dumber so funny okay there you go <laughs> some people might get crap for that but <laughs> well, um, okay and then the next one is uh, this might be harder or you might be able to spit it off but what's your favorite pair of shoes you have right now I have right now mm-hmm. my favorite pair of shoes that I have right now is probably my Dior One Lowe's okay mm-hmm. I didn't but know I had, had them. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I have two pairs. Those are those are going for like six, seven grand a piece. I need a friend's um, discount. <laughs> that's probably my favorite pair. So you're gonna be retail. Um but like all time favorite is like a Jordan four, like White Smith or like a Black Smith three, like that OG the like that. Mm-hmm. when I saw people have those, where'd you get those? Like I got a foot locker room. No, I went to Full Locker. They don't have those. <laughs> then like I had, there's found no out, way. Found out there was like a whole raffle system back in the day before like the social media thing. So right. Social media boom shoes. Is there a is there a pair that you're trying to, well, if you want to give away your secrets or not? But is there a pair that you're trying to buy a lot of right now to, to hold for a little bit, or is there or is there a pair that you that you want for yourself personally that you don't have right now that you're going to try and find? Honestly, there's not many things catching my eye. I mean, I've been doing this so long that. Like, after having shoe after shoe after shoe, they all come out like, and it's just 
same shoe, just different color. They just changed this a little bit, but there's no shoes out there that I'm like, oh, I want that shoe. Mm -hmm. Like nothing's really been catching my eye lately. I've just been keeping it basic. And I guess I, I like these a lot. Basic one, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, these Travis Scotts I like, I like a lot. Um, but something that I'm investing in currently is the patent breads that just came out, the one highs. Mm -hmm. um, I just had a big order the other day. It's like 25 grand for a bulk order in those. And then uh, the Thunder, the Red Thunder 4s. Okay, yeah. If you guys know, I'm sure you guys know what those are. But anything new and hot like that, like a 1 and a 4 is a good investment right now. There you go. I love so. it. One, one thing I, I wanted to ask, you know, it just popped up in my head. So, past couple of years, we've seen guys put up a million. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you're competitive. You think you'll ever chase after it? I was like, you know, it's out there. <laughs> it's out there. Guys are doing it. It's been done. Um, yeah, it's definitely doable to give yourself enough time to do it. I think I think I can't do the whole May to August and get it done, the million. I think I need to do all of all of April, maybe dip into September a little bit. Um, and I think it just depends what my team needs. Um, it's a different it, game now. It's a different game now. So I would love to go after a million this year. Um, I would love it. I, it's still possible. Yeah. I could, I could do it. Um, but it, it just depends what my guys need from me this year. Um, I'm not the guy that's just going to get the partnership role and let my foot off the gas and just sit at the apartments and just say, yeah, go to this area. I'll get on a call and talk with you if you need my help. I like, you know, if the guys need my help on the doors this year, I'm going to be there. Um, but hopefully I can get through that process just in the first few weeks with all my guys just getting that rolled roll down and then I can get to doing my thing but I'll always be there for them so I kind of just it just depends Definitely. how much they need my help because I'm going to be there if they need if they need me every day I'm going to I'm going to do it but I mean you see like Cole and Julio what they did this year they open a new branch and they both make top 10 that just shows that when you get your badge of honor when you get when you get the, the partnership the ownership role it's not foot off the gas. It's they they showed us all. Right, you can sure. you can still build a huge team no and put up crazy numbers. Yeah, with so, the eight figure office, like exactly. It's great. It's insane. Shout out to those two. <laughs>